Hello and welcome to the Creatives Chronicles. This is the podcast that tells the stories of creative professionals, giving you the information and motivation you need to get started, stay focused, and thrive as a creative professional. My name is Bright Emeka, and I'm your host for today. Today on this episode, we are joined by uh, a boss in the industry, a creative legend, he is an icon. He uh, has mentored a number of creatives in the Nigerian space. And he was the founder and organizer of um, Logo Match, uh, a movement that featured designers from across six countries. That was just phenomenal. And he has built a niche for himself in the creative industry in Nigeria. Joining us today is Boss Tola Alabi. Thank you so, so, so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Okay, okay. Uh, the, the first segment of this episode is uh, dedicated to talking about the intro stories of our guests. Uh, just walk us through how you got started in design. What, what even, what was it about design that made you decide to choose it as a profession and decide to stick with it? How did you get started and what attracted you to design? All right. Um, well, um, I've always been very art inclined since since I can never remember I've been very artistic um, I've always loved drawing when I was young I used to draw comics and um, draw Ninja Turtles Voltron things mm-hmm. like that used to catch a lot of my attention um, so I, I've always been artistic but I, I never even knew there was any there was such a profession as graphic design till I was in my final year in university. Um, I had this friend of mine who was a graphic designer then. I didn't, I, I didn't even know, I didn't, I didn't know what it was called. I didn't even know what the process in making a flyer was. I just thought people just got flyers. I, I never even knew <laughs> how, how, how they were made at all. But he was working on a flyer mm. and I, I went to his room and I saw him working on the flyer and he had used a picture of me. He took a photo of me and he was cutting it out and changing the background and wow. stuff and, 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 I, and I looked at it and I said wow ah, so people can do stuff like this and I was like yeah yeah, yeah this is graphic design and I, and I was quite impressed I was blown away by it that mm. you could sit down and almost create your own world mm. you could mm. change background you could change people's clothing you could do anything you wanted to do it just, just felt like some some God kind of power that, <laughs> that human beings had yeah, so yeah. That, that was the first encounter I had with graphic design I think um, since then, after meeting him and seeing what he was doing, I wanted to know what it was, mm. what, he, what what I needed to to get started in that, and um, okay. that that was the beginning of my journey in graphic design. Mm. The f- fascination of being able to create like anything you could just think of, you could just create it and design it. And um, when we started, it was a relatively new field, like. There were not much people doing design. Like you've been in the industry for over thirteen years now. Yeah. That is quite a long time to be in the industry, mm. and you have successfully carved a niche for yourself. That when somebody just mentioned brand identity or logo design in Nigeria, you had the first name that comes to mind. How have you been able to do that? Uh, what, what, what did you do to position yourself as the authority in that space? Uh, well, yeah, you're quite right. The thing is that when I started, there was 
Well, well, I personally didn't know of any design industry then. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I didn't know anyone doing design. I didn't have any. I, I, I didn't have any mentors mm. in in my direct vicinity. You mm. understand? I didn't. I didn't know much about the business of design, but I just knew I liked it. Um, so I think the first thing I set out to do was to find out who else in the world was doing design. Wow. And um, okay. then I. I, I had the opportunity to um, to go online and get mentored by people I'd never met. Wow. Um, so I researched a lot of works on logo design. I got to find out about a very awesome guy called Paul Rand. Mm, yeah. And I, I was very, very, I think I was very, very influenced by his level of audacity, mm. his confidence yeah, in being a yeah, graphic designer. Yeah. And I, I said, I want to be like that guy. Hmm. Um, because after I'd learned some part of Corel Draw, oh, no, no, this was not even after, this was before, before I, because when I spoke to that, my friend in school, he told me that I needed to learn a software called Corel Draw. I'd never heard of Corel Draw before then. And, um, I said, where can I get the software? Hmm. And he told me I'll have to go somewhere in Abuja. He told me to go to Area 10. Hmm. And I went to Area 10. And, when I got to return, I went from shop to shop just asking if anybody yeah, knew how to use Corel Draw. And nobody, mm. nobody really had my time. Everybody was busy mm, okay. doing some work for a client or the other. So, I was my first experience of seeing how graphic designers work. But I didn't like the environment because mm. everywhere I went to where a graphic designer was working, it was the client was sitting, was sitting next, the, next like to them and telling them, breathing on them. Breathing, breathing down their <laughs> neck, telling them, change this color, <laughs> um, change this font, um, use this picture. You know? Mm. And, I felt like these guys were really thinking on their own. Mm. And I, I said, I, I don't want to do design this way. Um, I want to learn how to do it in a way where I have more more yeah. control, more freedom mm-hmm. to express myself. So I went online after that and researched a lot of things. I did so much research on, on design. I knew, learned too much about designers that were out there, um, the Paul Rands, the Saul Bass, people that were, that had done design. A lot of them were dead by then, but mm. I was greatly influenced by their work. And I said, if I wanted to do it at any level, had to be at the level of these guys. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. So you you are now following people that were virtual mentors, per se, yeah. and, and, and modeling your career after them. Yes. Okay. So let's uh, connect the dots now for for our guests. Say, for instance, someone that is now starting out as a designer in today's day, uh, Nigeria. What what would you advise? Uh, this should be the step person should take. This is what you should do. This is the next thing to do as a creative person just starting out. Uh, ha- ha- please help help them understand what to do. Hmm. Well, I I really I feel for designers nowadays. Hmm. I, I I really feel for them because they they have to do more to stand out. Yeah, or like we that yeah. started out early. You understand? It, it wasn't very hard for us to stand out because there weren't any people no, doing it. But now go on Facebook, go on Instagram, <laughs> you see people doing a, awesome stuff. You understand? So it's it's hard to stand out. Um, and um, the industry is is so big right now that it's it, it's very easy not to get to be doing good work and for people not to That's notice you. your good work. Yeah. So I think. The first step, anybody that is starting out in design, the first step they ought to take is number one to know to know yourself. 
Okay. You know okay. what area of design you want to specialize in? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the industry right now gives too much room for you to be jack of all trades. You can only stand out if you consistently do one thing and make people know that that is one thing mm-hmm. you do. You know, like, I, I started out with that jack of all trades mm-hmm. thing. Okay. Uh, I was doing a website, doing uh, motion graphics, doing um, some 3D, doing uh, wow. logos, doing flyers. <laughs> wow. and, I, and I realized that I would never, I would, I, I would not have any solid impact if I didn't Continue. identify myself with something. And I realized, okay, what about, what, what in the area of graphic design do I enjoy doing the most? And I realized, okay, it was identity design, it was logo design. And I just realized, as from that day, I was going to do everything logo. I was going to consistently brand myself as a logo person. So I feel anyone starting out right now should start out knowing what they like doing. If it's motion graphic you like doing, if it's web design you like doing, if it's um, layout design, just just start out in the path you want to go. Don't, you don't start out doing a jack of all trades. Start out specializing in something and over time people will know you for that okay okay uh there, there is obviously from your story when you started there were, there were plenty challenges okay mm-hmm. uh let, we are not dwelling on them but let's just go over them and see how were you able to handle and overcome those uh seemingly difficult uh experiences for you then mm-hmm. uh, how did you manage and uh we are able to become who you are today in the industry how are you able to navigate? So, you're asking about the challenges I faced. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the, the, the biggest challenge I faced then was 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 that the industry was was, was not established. Mm. Um, graphic designers were not thought of as thinkers then. They were just yeah. hired hands to okay. help the clients who cannot use the software Himself. himself, you understand. Be an extension. <laughs> of <laughs> you understand. It's just the extension of the client's hands or the client's yeah. brain. Yeah. So uh, uh, um, the, the first challenge I had was people breaking that mentality of the fact that okay, allow me as a designer to think, mm. allow me to propose so my own solution. You understand? Allow me to have a voice. A lot of clients were not ready for that. They, they had a preset mind of do what I want, the way I want it, you know, That's that was it, and I will pay you for that. <laughs> and, and of course, nobody pays you so much for yeah. being an extension. For being an extension. Yeah. Nobody pays yeah. so much for being yeah. an extension. People pay you more for thinking. And, um, and I wanted I wanted the opportunity to think, to express myself. So that was the first the first issue I had. Um, the, 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 I think the second one was was it's pretty much an issue that is still around right okay, now, but okay. it's, it's something that is is being sorted out in a way. All right. But the issue of professionalism in the in the industry among designers, mm. I realized that designers did not have, they are not confident about being designers. Yeah. Even yeah. to today, designers are not confident about being designers. Um, people people see, you know, a, a graphic designer cannot confidently tell you he's a graphic mm. designer. You understand? Um, and, and I think that that comes from some insecurities that we have as designers that what we have is not valuable. Mm-hmm. You understand? We, we see ourselves as at, at at the bottom of the food chain in the creative industry. We are the people that take orders, 
the people that have to be directed by art directors and mm. so it, it, it's 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 a level of it, there wasn't much professionalism amongst amongst designers um, people did not know how to and people still don't know how to charge for jobs mm. how to <laughs> how to get paid a premium for your thoughts for your, yeah how to communicate with clients and make them know that um, you are a professional in your, in your own right. So, professional, professionalism has always been the biggest challenge in, in, in the industry for me, in, in my work. Because people always tell you that, um, okay, you are doing this for me, but I can go to area 10 and get it. You know, that shows that if, if they can tell you that there's a, there's a gap between you and someone in area 10, it means that there's, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. In, in any industry, people should not be able to tell you that I can get it for ten times lower than what you are giving me. That, that means that there's, there's a professionalism problem in that industry. People can tell you, I can go to the next guy who says he's the same thing as you, and he's going to charge me almost ten times less yes, what you are charging me. Then, then it shows that there's something not right about the industry. The, of course, you might not, you might never always get um, fixed and balanced. A fixed, a balance, but but the difference should not be that much, and the difference is just too much in in the area of graphic design. But but you've been able to navigate and gone, you were able to persevere and stand through all of this. What 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 one thing would you say has been responsible for your ability to stand out and persevere, even in the face of all these challenges? Well, the one thing that has kept me going is because I believe this is what I'm meant to do. Mm. Um, I believe it's what I'm meant to do. Outside of graphic design, I don't do any other thing. Wow. So, so it's it's what I know how to do. You see, the thing is, it, it, it all comes it, it comes down to to what you believe. I believe graphic design, identity design, teaching people about identity design is my calling. Mm. I see it as as an assignment, something I, I am meant mm-hmm. to do here on earth. Uh, so every day I I spend not doing it. I feel I feel You're doing something wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel incomplete. I feel mm-hmm. I am not fulfilling the purpose for which I was made. So and that's kept me going. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is not about the challenges, it's about what I need to get done. I need to do my own part to help the industry. I need to go out there and inspire designers mm-hmm. with my work, with my words, with uh, my professionalism. I need to inspire people. So so I see it as, as an assignment, I see it as a calling. So, and, and, and that work is me doing each day. There are some days I go to bed and I'm discouraged, but I get up the next day, Realizing I cannot do any other thing. I don't know how to work in the bank. I don't know how to market any. I don't. Um, I don't know how to sew clothes. <laughs> you know, all I know how to do is graphic design. So I need to go out there and do it. So if, if you can't do any other thing, you need to stick with the one thing you know how to do. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Um, you organized the global match. It was phenomenal. Like the kind of designs that were produced by the designers during that period and I know this is largely due to mentorship and guidance from, from yourself. Yeah. Uh, I think from I saw a summary of the, the, the whole movement that uh, in every ten designers there is nine are male. Yeah. And um, 
this this trend, uh, what do you think is uh, wrong, and what do you think can be done to salvage this situation? Because I I, I believe that design should not be something that is restrictive, uh, gender restrictive. So, what do you feel uh, should be done or can be done to make this industry more inclusive? Okay, yeah, I, I think starting from logomat. Well, uh, logomat actually is the brainchild of my friend um, Nika Jesus. Wow. He he he's the one that came up with the idea of logomat, and um, you, it's the thing that I try to surround myself with people that are. Um, Intelligent people that challenge me. Anika is one of such people, you know, very yeah. intelligent designer and very forward thinking. So when it came with the with the um, idea of logo match, I was all for it. I was like, wow. yeah, we'll do everything we can do mm-hmm. to, to push it. And the response was good, and I was very encouraged by it. And um, you know, the level of work that people put in. Although yes, not everybody's work was it's up like to no. par, but but you could see the improvement from day one to the thirty. Yeah, yeah. And people. Really, I'm, I'm just saying that I just saw someone put up the work he did um, at um, doing the demo and was grateful for the opportunity of doing yeah. that. And I was like, yeah, this is need more of this in the industry. Um, but um, I, I think the question is why they were not female. Exactly, like, yeah. What can be done? Okay, yeah, because at the end of the demo, even before the end of the demo, Yuka and I had a couple of meetings where I said, look, it's not logo match is not just about doing logos for a period of thirty days. Mm-hmm. It's about um, coming up with statistics. Mm-hmm. Of what's people's what people's skill set? Where is it at? Mm-hmm. Um, how many people are doing design in Nigeria? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the sex of people that are doing? And that will be whole um, nine out of ten designers are male. One is a female. Um, um, yeah, you know the thing is that. Design in itself is not. I think the fact that we come to the point where nine out of ten are male is is an advancement. Okay, yeah, you understand? yeah. Because 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 when I was well back, when, when I was there, hundred <laughs> out of hundred were male. You mm-hmm. understand? So so it's the fact that we can have out of hundred, you know, we have like ten females and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it is not where we want to be, well, but at least it is start. You understand? And um, I think. Why it has been so male dominated? It's because of the way it has been branded from the onset. Mm-hmm. Um, graphic design has, has always been a it has been a rugged industry. Mm-hmm. You understand? In, in the sense that you know, I told you when I started out, when I went to attend, you attend know, an environment where yeah. a woman <laughs> work, yeah. work yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. You are yeah. working with. It wasn't a decent environment for a woman to try. Yeah. So, so, so I guess that put them up. Mm-hmm. But now you have you have designers working from comfortable environments, yeah. you understand? Yeah. Um, well, the, so the female designers. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you understand? So, so, so it's more attractive right now. And I, I guess with time, more women are going to come into the industry. Okay. It's going to be more. It's going to be more balanced. I, yeah. I really can't wait for that time. Um, I think. I. I want to also think. I, I was talking with a female designer some days back, and I said, "Look, if there's any time for, for for female designers to take advantage, because I think some people see it as a a shortcoming. 
that there are nine guys out of ten, nine nine are guys when they came up. This at this point I wish I was a female designer. Yeah. Because yeah. it's easy for a female designer to stand out. Yes, I will. You understand? Definitely. So 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 there's no better time for you for a woman to get into graphic design right now because you already stand up just just by being a female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand? The other day I was looking through the newspaper and um I saw um, what brand was it that was celebrating females in Nigeria? Female it was in the technology Wemma, industry. I think it was Wemma. Wemma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I saw tech chicks. Tech chicks, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw Bolandis people yeah, there. And I said, like, wow, this feels really cool. Mm-hmm. But you see, the truth is, that happened because Bolandis stands out. Yeah. Because she's one amongst mm-hmm. a few. Okay. You understand? She's one amongst a few ladies in the design mm-hmm. industry. For a guy, you have to do more than As just in, be a designer to yeah, stand out. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. So, so, so I, I think the time is right for women to get into design and just milk it for all they can get right now. Mm. Okay, logo design match, it's, it's not ending. I, I believe that there are plans to also do some other True. things yeah. coming up. I saw something about your pro masterclass. Is that happening anytime soon? Yeah. Okay. Pro prop is ha- happening this month. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. June, and um, I'm very excited about it. Because mm-hmm. um, I realized that, um, you know, from from logo match, I, I got to realize that look, the the issue is not technical skill. Mm-hmm. People know okay. how to use Photoshop. People know how to use color drops. People know how to design. Okay, you understand? That's not the issue. The, I, I even realized that over time, people have not been. You know, people don't call. When I started out, people were, were calling me, sending me emails, sending me messages, say, "Oh, how do you do this effect?" How do you do this text effect? How do you mm, okay. do this drop shadow effect and things like that? That was the question. That was the question. But now people know how to do stuff like that. If they don't know how to do it, they go online, YouTube, get yeah. taught. Yeah. Now, what people call me to ask me right now is that, uh-huh, how can I make money from design? Mm. How can I get the client to pay me this amount of money? Yeah. Yeah. How can I get this client that they owe me for three months? How can I get this client? To pay me my money, you understand, without severe relationship to this time. Yeah. You understand? My deadline has been late. How do I mend the relationship to the client that doesn't believe in me anymore? You know, yeah. most of them are now the business of design type of person. Yeah. You understand? So, that's what co op is about. Um, okay. Okay. It's going to be a, a, we're going to talk about your technical skills as designers and also going to talk about other skills that make you a professional. So, uh, when is it starting? What, what, what date and how do they people who want to participate? How, how should they get in touch? Do put out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm going to put it out there because um, there's a twist to okay. a masterclass, which I'm going to put out. I won't put it out there right now. Okay. You understand? Okay. People are doing masterclasses out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is going to be different. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's going to be different. And there's going to be one key thing that will make it different, which you get to find out mm-hmm. in a few days. Okay. It's not going to be like every, every other master. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Once it's out, I will definitely put a link to it in the show notes so yeah, the audience could get in touch with that. Let's do, let me find the notes. Yeah. There are a couple of wrong notes and people hold about this industry and also about designers. Uh, if you're an industry person, you're an industry veteran, you've been in industry for a while, like a long time. So, uh, what means would you like to demystify for us to do that it's a wrong mission to behold, but it's actually not safe? Okay. The first mission is that design is easy. <laughs> and anyone can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. Design is not easy. 
I think people are people are coming to that to that point where they where you can see between good design and bad design. Yeah. And and you know that good design is hard to get. Mm-hmm. You know uh, um I know designers have had designers blood. You know, every designer blood yeah. and, and, and you never know how uneasy design is. So you go through the spell of design, yeah. designer's block where you are trying to do a logo for someone and it doesn't just come to you. Mm. It just seems like if your talent has guided, you yeah. understand? Yeah. Design is not easy. Design, design takes a lot of careful thinking, a lot of um, um, technical skill, yeah. a lot of um, um, visual mm. accountability yeah. um, that, that you need to apply. All these things need to work together. A lot of social skills also yeah, comes into a lot of social skills comes into having to deliver good design. So, so the first myth is that design is easy. Design isn't easy. Design, design is is like like every other field. Like, that's not just the area of design. I don't think it's anything that people are doing out there that like you make money from that is understand. When you when you try doing it, you realize how easy it is. So, so design is not easy to start with. Um, the I feel the second thing, the second myth is that design is cheap. Mm. That good design is cheap. Mm. Um, and another aspect also is yeah. good design isn't cheap. Good branding isn't cheap. In fact, um, if you if you are doing branding and you are getting it for cheap, then you have to question it. If there's something, there's yeah. something yeah. wrong with it somewhere. And and um, I, I once had it. I had a client once, and she wanted to do some rebranding. And and I asked her, "Did you have a logo before?" She said, said yes. And I was like, "Why are you using that logo anyway?" I said, "Okay, she has to be honest with me." She did the logo, and she paid a very ridiculous amount for it. And like two months into using the logo, she realized that she went online and saw someone else using the That's same logo. So and she now went online and realized that it was a common resource that was out there, mm-hmm. a common vector that was out there. And she had gone on one of these sites, you Fiverr, one of those sites where people just crowdsource and stuff like that. And I was like, you paid for what you got. Yeah, yeah. You don't expect anybody to to task themselves creatively. Mm-hmm. For, for nothing, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. People only tag themselves when they are being rewarded, right? You understand? So, so this good design is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that have a stake in, in, in the market, that have a product out there, know what they pay to get good branding done. Yeah. Because, because your design goes everywhere. It goes yeah. where you yeah. can't go. Yeah. You understand? And if, if, if your design is shoddy, people feel like, my translate to your product, products, yeah, you understand? Definitely. If I see a restaurant with bad branding, definitely I think yeah, in my mind that like, yeah. it's bad yeah. food, their food, my dog does good. You know what I'm saying? So, good design is not cheap either. Okay, okay. Amazing, amazing. I'm really enjoying myself. I'm having plenty of fun. Plenty, plenty actually the content from today's episode. I really, really appreciate your time. I do not take it for granted. Oh. Okay, let's do something fun. Oh. Try the user. Okay. Ah, uh, if someone comes to you today and say, uh, Mr. Lai, if you can make one use now and get any superpower, <laughs> what would be one superpower would you would want to get? Any superpower? Yeah. Hmm. 
I wish I could read people's minds. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, when I had the episode with yours, this was the exact same part. Yeah, man. If you got people's minds, man, you, you get to all the yeah, all the foolishness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go straight to the point. Yeah, yeah. This is what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah people, people don't communicate too well nowadays. Mm. You have to go through a lot of things to. To understand what one is saying, yeah, you understand. Yeah, yeah. Someone might be telling you use red now. <laughs> what do you have in mind? Actually, orange. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? So, so yeah. And 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 truth is, even outside of the design industry, mm. there's so much funniness out there right now. Mm. So much people are being. Uh, there are so many people that are just unreal. Mm, yeah. You understand? People, you, go, you, you cannot say you know someone just by looking through their social media account right now. Because yeah, yeah. everybody's dressing well, everybody's eating good food, everybody's riding good cars. But we know that's not the reality. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, it will be good to, to be able to read what goes through people's mind. Yeah, yeah. But how people really express themselves, who mm. they are, the <laughs> core of them, you understand? Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, that would be the superpower. Awesome. Okay. That, uh, amazing. That's a wonderful superpower. I would even wish to get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, have you had times where you submitted a proposal or you tendered a design and it was rejected? Uh, um, how were you able to handle such periods? How were you able to navigate such times? And also, it's a two-part question. Uh, you have to say no to some clients. How do you do that politely without um, hurting them or damaging the relationships? Okay. Um, let me see that I understand that your second question. The second question, like um, maybe the budget of the client is okay. not up to where you want. Oh, like, how do you say no? Okay. Uh, sure. So, sure. uh, I think, the, the, and the first. The first question was if I had ever had rejection. Wow, well, man, I had, I had to. I had rejection. 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 It's part of, it's part of the job. Mm. It's part of the job. Um, I had rejection, and how do I handle rejection? Is I, I try to stand back. First thing first, I think I've come to the point where I'm not emotional about my job. Oh wow! I'm not emotional about my work at all. Okay. At all. Okay. At all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I learned that from school. Okay. Um, I studied architecture, and every time you had a presentation to do, you had a jury. The jury was made up of your lecturers, mm-hmm. people that taught you, and they would sit down and tell your work apart. Mm-hmm. Rather, they praise your work or tell your work apart. <laughs> and the thing is that you, you might have done like 15, 20 sheets of job, mm-hmm. and they can tell you to go back and do something. Mm-hmm. And this thing took you like three weeks, a month to wow. do. You understand what I'm saying? So. But you have to be able to go back and start from ground zero. So I've always had no attachment mm-hmm. to my work. In the sense where someone tells me, like, like oh, no, it has to be this name yeah, or okay, nothing. Okay. What I do is, if you tell me, well, look, we don't like it as a client, it's not the direction we're going, I take some time out to say, look, okay, let me look at this thing. Do I need to push? Because the truth is, deep inside, I, I know when I've done a job that is not good enough. Okay. I know. Yeah, yeah. And there are times I have submitted jobs that are, I, are not good enough yeah. because I do not joke with deadlines. If oh, I, okay. Once okay. I give a deadline, stick. I stick to it, whether or not I think the job is ready mm. or whether I'm not satisfied. Now, in such periods, when, when I know that the job isn't as good as I want it to be, I just 
and Kanye says no, I'm happy because yeah, they, they they called out my bluff. They know mm-hmm. that this it wasn't the best, and I know it's not not the best. So there's no need being hurt about it. When I've done the best, and the client says no, a lot of time, if I'm so convinced, and which which, which, which is hardly ever the case, though, mm-hmm. if I'm so convinced, I I I try to sell it to the client. Okay. I tell them, look, this is where I'm coming from. Um, this is the story behind it. Uh, and I, I hardly get people say no to jobs I'm convinced about because okay. when, when I present a job, I, I, I try to tell a story. Okay. I tell I tell the story, the background, and I mean of the point where they understand what went into the design and the thought process. So most of the time, if they don't understand, I give them time. I tell them I'm coming from, and, and if they still do not understand, I go back to join them. Okay. And if I realize that we cannot. You cannot come to a place where you both understand them. It's just a job that just can't be done. You just are not on the same level. Mm-hmm. Now, you're not on the, you're not the client for me, or I'm not the designer for you. And the, the, the path to me is no 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 feelings hurt. Right. Understand? Right. But, but, but when it comes to issue of being able to say no when the price isn't right, yeah. you don't say no. Yeah. <laughs> There's no you know. You see, I don't want them to a, a with, with a client. I don't want to go into a job. Humbly. Mm. I don't go into a job feeling like uh, yes, I shouldn't have taken this. No, 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 no. I, I think what causes friction between clients and designers is a lot of times designers take way lower out of desperation mm. than they would want to take. And uh, and when you do that, the the, the euphoria of having being paid for a job would, would pass yeah, in two days. Yeah, it's yeah. going to become old that you're paid for that job. Then you start thinking, crap, this person just paid one of this money and they're stressing me, calling mm-hmm. me. And, that, and that's when picking calls mm-hmm. goes to, goes to help. <laughs> and and that, that's when the responding to emails takes, takes, takes mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, because you don't feel well compensated. So mm-hmm. from the up, up, up front, I tell clients, if it can't work, it can't work. Yeah. What I just do, I just tell them, I tell them, no, I can't do it at that price. This is my minimum level entry mm. for job. Mm. However, I do have a friend okay. who might do it for this price, who might be happy to do it for this price, and I want to contact her. At that point, most clients don't, because there's always that fear of missing out. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. if, if I go and meet this taller friend, I would always regret that I didn't do it. Him. So, so is that they, they think they are, their budget or... Or, mm-hmm. they, or we pass it, but it's, it's not emotional. Mm-hmm. Business is not emotional. So uh, if if I don't work with you today, I could work with you in two years' time. I could work yeah. with you in two years' time. So that's awesome. how I handle that. Awesome. Okay. Uh, two more things before before let you go. I know you are busy. I really appreciate time. Oh. Okay. So one one thing you wish you had known, or that would have been. The catalyst for where you are today that, that would have done so much for you if you had known now, mm. like when you were starting out, having this knowledge you have now, if you want to start over, was one thing that you knew would really, really do a lot for you in your career. Mm. The one thing I wish I'd known early on, way earlier on, was is, is, is the fact that what I have is valuable. Mm. If, if I'd known that early on, I would have been charging better earlier. Um, I, I think I started out the way a lot of designers start out, and that is not knowing the value of what you have. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know the value of what you have, you would abuse it. And yeah. people will help you abuse it. Yeah. You sell yeah. it for little. I, I didn't know the value of my skill as a designer, I didn't know the value of design. 
I didn't evaluate my talent. So I sold it for little or nothing. Mm-hmm. And and I, I I think when I've come to a point whereby I I've I got I've come to realize that the difference between those designers that make a lot of money and those that struggle is not your portfolio. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not it's not your awards. It's not um, it's not your age. It's just that those designers that have more value know their value. Mm-hmm. Those designers that have less value do mm-hmm. not know their value. So, so I, I wish I knew that value. Wow, wow, awesome, awesome. Okay, so uh, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to reach you? Ideas or just get the handle? Leave it on the show notes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, Instagram right now. I do a lot of Instagram. Yeah. Um, my Instagram account is Tola Alabi Design. Okay. So, if you want to reach me, you can reach me on that. I, I will definitely put that in the show notes. Okay, on closing notes, your word for movies uh, and verses, your as an advice for them, and also industry veterans who are already designing your closing thoughts for them. Okay. Well, firstly, word for newbies, people that don't get into the design industry, know what what area of design you want to specialize in starting mm-hmm. out. Um, believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Know that what you have is of value. Study designers that have that have value. Surround yourself with people that 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 celebrate your value, mm-hmm. not people that yeah, bring you down. Yeah, yeah. Um, people that people that make you feel like you can conquer the world. Um, so so believe in yourself from the onset. Um, and know what area of design you want to specialize in. Um, for those that have been in the industry for for quite a while, well, I, I think I have a stronger advice for them. Mm-hmm. I think we should spend more time capacity building. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yes, we all want to make money. And I, I, I've spoken with a lot of designers and mm-hmm. that I feel our veterans, a lot of them say, you know what, right now, we need to make money, man. We need mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good to make money. But in the end, when we, when we, when we all die, we are not taking any money with us. Yeah, you understand? yeah. It's, we need to build young designers we need to put platforms out there that will help designers yeah when we started out we didn't have this avenue now we have to create this avenue we have to create classes in which designers can come to and build people's confidence yeah. we cannot just all be about the projects that pay yeah, we have okay. to be about the projects that build yeah. that build people's confidence that builds the industry so that was that, that i think veterans to be right now wow Thank you so, so much. It has been an amazing and fun time for me. Uh, looking forward to when the class has will definitely leave. Definitely. Our audience, I trust you put a ton of actionable content from today's episode. Remember to go out and create awesomeness. My name is Dalton Maker, and I see you next week.